Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, Matt Donald here. Just letting you know once again at the top of the show that I now, as in the last couple months, but now have a Patreon! At patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you'll find bonus content for The Ritwit and Paleobites, my two shows, but mostly Paleobites. I'm really slacking on Ritwit content. In the Paleobites portion of it, you get bonus episodes about prehistoric animals in popular culture. And this month, we're talking about Dino Island, an obscure 2002 business strategy game that no one but me remembers or likes, but. I love it. Guilty pleasure of mine. You get to hybridize dinosaurs. You can hybridize hybrids. There's billions of possibilities of dinosaurs. It's great. Anyways, check it out. Link is in the description for the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful day. Wonderful day. Uh, It's still COVID times, though, so it can't be too wonderful. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Welcome to Paleobites, the science comedy podcast that's even dorkier than it sounds. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by a guest that has been absent for a long time, too long, and she's made her triumphant return to the show. Hello, people. It's Christina Eilert. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. What is up? Uh, you know, (laughs) I made some delicious uh, mushroom risotto for my dad's birthday, so I'm excited about that. mushroom risotto. That sounds good. Hey, a new thing that I did for the show uh, on my notes here, I, based on the episodes and how I'm recording them and how... And what I'm doing with them and when they're coming out, I actually have a calendar date of exactly when each episode will come out. Oh, so, nice. So we, while we're recording this in August, this will come out on on September 22nd, two th- 2020. <laughs> oh, there you go. So hopefully, let's see, what you, how was your Labor Day, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, like a lot of people, I don't really like have many plans. Yeah, I guess the only plans that most people have are like barbecues, but... Let's see how much of that we're doing this year. Yeah. With, with COVID. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but a cal- but a but a holiday that's coming up in a month is Halloween. I know. I'm pretty excited about that. Except a lot of the normal things, of course, that I would do. 
for Halloween, like getting together with friends is yeah. just not really going to happen. This might but... be the, the year that you finally do some trick-or-treating, though, then, since you can't. Well, and I have gone trick-or-treating in the past, usually with, like, people whose right. children are, like, in that age group where it's acceptable to go trick-or-treating. But I'm thinking this year I might just force my husband into, like, a horror movie marathon or something. Ooh, that could work. That could yeah. work. Yeah. That's safe in my own home. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's safe. That's true. I mean, at least the nice thing about Halloween is that a lot of costumes require masks, so so everyone should be okay in that regard. I've always been very anti-mask in my Halloween costumes because I'm like, I. Got I was gonna say, okay, good. I'm going to preface in your Halloween face. costume. Yes, I don't want to cover up my pretty face. You oh know? well, thanks. But. That's nice. I, I still think you should get one of those nice uh, masks that are kind of like that. That uh, Middle Eastern princesses wear. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, although I don't know how protected that is of germs, but it looks pretty. So. Right, like I'm sure you've seen the like jokes that people make about people who are wearing like a seat, like a very permeable fabric that they're wearing as like their mask <laughs> in terms of for fashion. Yeah. They're wearing it, and it's like that is not effective in terms of protecting yourself, but you sure look good trying. <laughs> That's the important part. At least they look good trying. Uh, it's funny, a lot of times at the famous coffee shop I work at that shall be named for legal reasons, even though everyone knows what it is. Um, no. Um, they, um, a lot of customers, you know, in the drive-thru, they don't wear masks. You're required to wear masks when you come inside, of course, but in the drive-thru, a lot of them don't. And sometimes people just have it over their chins. And I'm like, who do you think that's helping? Well, I think what even bothers me more than that is the people that aren't covering their nose. Yeah. I'm like, well... At least if it's, it's like having a condom chin. with a hole in it. Yeah, like, what are you trying to prove here? <laughs> so, I mean, since our your podcast is science-based, I feel like we can poke some fun at people. Yeah, who are anti-science. Yeah, come on, people. Yes, to those people, masks uh, will help you from not being noticed by the government's cyber intelligence. So wear masks to protect your identities from the our lizard overlords. Come on, we got to speak their language. Right. <laughs> Talk all the conspiracies. And speaking of lizard overlords... Hey, good transition. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good with my segues. I have a lot of experience. We are continuing the X-series on Paleobites, where we discuss creatures beginning with the letter X, and we're talking about one of the coolest on dinosaurs, I think, although there's a whole list, uh, Schwanhanosaurus. Uh, it means Schwanhan lizard, of course. It's named after a region in China. I'll a lot of these are named after regions. I try to avoid like a lot of ones that are just named after regions in China. Like so that's why I had like other ones. I have like Zeno Poseidon, which is like strange earthquake god. Mm, gotcha. Or uh, or Zeno Smilus, which is like strange or alien knife. Or um, uh, some ones I have coming up later. There's another one that's Chinese Shumengong, but it doesn't mean it's not named after region. It's Chinese for swift dragon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Schwanhanosaurus. I know you don't know much about this one, but I kind of sprung this on you. I was like, I need one more for the X series, and you were available to record stuff, so let's fit it in here, so I thank you for that. Oh, actually, I was thinking, it actually is kind of appropriate for me, because growing up, my nickname that was given to me by my friends was actually X, so hey. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like Christina? Yeah, like Christina, yeah, like a... Uh, Chris, I don't know. Oh, There's something there. I get it. Okay, <laughs> I, that's clever. That's a cool name to have. I know whenever, you, like a lot of times when people try to get cool nicknames, you, know, you can't name yourself with a no. nickname. You have to get other people to name it for you. And so a lot of times when people try to force it, it ends up backfiring. 
Yeah, it'll it just won't stick. I yeah, don't exactly. Think. Like so, the fact that you got X—that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, I like it because like I always loved before I kind of found out exactly how Vin Diesel is in that uh, interview. I'm, I think we talked about that. Oh yeah, like creeping that girl out. Um, there, I loved the Triple X movies and like oh, yes. his name in the movies was like Xander X. Cage. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like him. I'm so cool. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, let's like definitely distance ourselves from that guy. <laughs> yeah, the character's a bit problematic now. I'll, there was a new movie that came out a couple years ago, like XXX Return of Xander Cage. Um, and, yeah. And apparently it's a lot better about it, but it kind of pokes fun at like the whole thing. Like it, it treats Xander Cage as like the hottest guy in the <laughs> world, even though, you know, Vin Diesel's, you know, I guess attractive, but he's kind of like, he's not very traditionally attractive. I mean, he's like... no. He's, he's got a good personality. He's really good on... He's good with... And I know it sounds <laughs> uh, insulting. He's got a great personality. But, but, like, he's more just, like, he's cool more than attractive. Yeah, he can, like, pull off a cool factor for sure. But, like, every woman in this movie is absolutely in love with him. And they and you can tell it's played for exaggeration because there's one scene where he gets out of bed and there are six women in the bed with Whoa. him. <laughs> I've always wondered, like, how does that even go? I don't understand. I guess I'm just too, like, normal. Well, let's, let's, I'm not adventurous enough. Yeah, let's, let's, hopefully we never find out how it goes. And I'm like, oh, God. But no judgment. Hey, you do live your life. At least it's even. Wait, no, six. Six women, one man. That's not even. There's someone getting left out. Oh, no. I know. What is it? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm not remembering it right. I don't know. Anyway, Sean Schwan Hanasaurus actually wrote a, a little pronunciation guide here for me so I knew how to pronounce it, because... Um, when I googled like various Chinese things, like how do the, how do I pronounce this, and it had some things for me, so that was nice. It is a Metriacanthosaurid theropod, which is the same family as my boy Sinraptor, the star of my Megazoic books. Ding cheap plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, these these seem to be common in this time and place, so that's good. I need to edit in dings because I found out there's been increasingly number a large amount of cheap plugs in this podcast. <laughs> so I need to edit it, in the sound effects to do for my other show, the Ritwood, into this. So that'd be nice. Oh, but I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm a major proponent of it because I feel like I catch them. So you just need to like have me look over your you know mm-hmm. your writings apparently. Yeah, maybe your scripts. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> you know, to have a script editor. Hey, you never know. You know, heavens knows I need more of that. I need to be reined in. No, 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 no. I'm, no. I'm too lone wolf with my writings. <laughs> I go too far. I'm like Icarus. <laughs> no. Uh. Nah, no, I don't know about that. I just write dumb dinosaur stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, so its size, it's 15 to 16 feet slash 4.5 to 5 meters long. Uh, 550 to 1,000 pounds, so or 250 to like 500 or 450 kilograms. That's just, po- that's a huge range. Well, that's because weight is really hard to gauge with bones. Okay, I was like, that is, where did that come from? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's so, that it's like, it's not like every animal has the chance of being within one of those two. It's like, no, the, the range of this animal, the possible range is around this, but whatever it actually is, it's probably only like 100 or 200 pounds on either Away side of it. That. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which we'll talk more about that a little later. But yes. <laughs> uh, it's a carnivore, like most theropods. Theropod is, a, is the term for the, fa- for the family of meat-eating dinosaurs. Mm. But uh, confusingly, there are some theropods that are not meat-eaters. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, you know the ornithomimids, the bird mimics, like Dallymimus from Jurassic Park? Yeah. Little ostrich ones? Those are yeah. theropods, and they're not really considered meat eaters. They're more omnivorous or herbivorous. Interesting. And then there's the therizinosaurs, 
which uh, have these big long claws, but long necks. And the claws are used like sloths to bring down branches. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. So. A little deceiving there. Yeah, well, it's like, like all the other, there's some, I think we found evidence of this uh, ankylosaurid from China, also from China, that uh, is like is actually like a turtle. It's semi-aquatic and it ate fish. So turtle. that's another example of a normally herbivorous dinosaur eating some meat. There you go. It happens, right? There's exceptions in everything in nature. I feel like that describes me. <laughs> a herbivore who sometimes eats meat. Yeah. Specifically fish. You're most a pescatarian. T- well, no, but like most time <laughs> vegan, sometimes just meat light person. <laughs> sometimes it's like, I gotta have the meat. I relate to the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time, mid to late Jurassic, 168 to 161 million years ago. By location, we've been talking about it a lot. It's China! Uh, I hope they get it figured out in that country. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of authoritarianism there. But it's got good fossils, though. It's got good fossils. It's a redeeming quality. (laughs) Nothing to do with the country, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know there's some Chinese people. I know a lot of Chinese people who are really nice. It's just their government that's, that's not very good. Good <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, oh, for sure. Watches this show now gets banned in China. <laughs> I mean, you know, what do you expect? Pop culture appearances. Uh, oh, wait, it was described in 1984. And pop culture appearances. I say this for every uh, installment of my Paleobites X series because most of these are not in anywhere in pop culture. So Paleobites X series is the pop culture that it's in. Everyone's been talking about that. I think Oprah on her show talked about the Paleobites X series. Yeah, I heard that the other week. And Ellen. Yeah. And who else? I think I saw it featured on, like, a Roku ad or something, It was, too. like, a BuzzFeed yeah. article. Ten creatures you won't believe that began with the letter X from, as featured by Paleobites' X series. There you go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so China, it's been well known for its excellent contributions to the fossil record of dinosaurs. In fact, uh, most of our understanding of the early evolution of birds comes from Chinese fossils dating back to late Cretaceous, barring Archaeopteryx, which comes from late Jurassic Europe. And you've heard of Archaeopteryx, right? They call it like the first bird. Yeah, but it's actually familiar. it's not actually. They don't think anymore it's the first bird. It's far too early, and it's from a completely different era. So they actually think it's a relative of the raptors that just we happen to get all of its feather imprints in the fossils. So Ooh, wow. Hmm. Um, since China is rife aplenty with good fossils, there's precedent to name the species specimens discovered after the regions they've been uncovered from. Because of this. Most of the prehistoric creatures that begin with X are from China, such as the aforementioned Shumenglong, Shilusukis, and Shishiosaurus, or Zixiosaurus, as I pronounced it once, if you want to anglicize the hell out of it, as I've done before. I like that one because it's two X's. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. I mean, just looking at the word, you're like, I'm not really sure how to make my mouth make that sound. There's another creature that I'm doing. I don't know. Let me check. Let me check in my handy guide that I have down here of when the episodes will come out, but there's this one creature I'm going to record soon, but I don't know if it comes out afterwards. Uh, oh, it comes out actually the very next episode. It comes out 929-20. Sneak peek, listeners. There you go. Well, it's called Shibalba Onyx. Ooh. And so that's a creature that begins with X and ends with X. Hmm. So. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pretty much where was I? You get some double action going on there. Yeah, double X. We just need another more for us so Xander Cage can, there you go. <laughs> can be with us. Triple X. <laughs> Shishoshia Onyx. <laughs> Shishia Onyx. There we go. Um... One of the coolest sounding ones, though, is Sean Hanasaurus. At least written out, it's cool, like a pack of Sean Hanasaurus starts a herd of gigantic Spinosaurus. <laughs> oh, it gives me awesome shivers. Uh, the full scientific name, by the way, is Sean Hanasaurus Chilicianensis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, by the way, that last part is spelled Q-I-L-I-X-I-A-E-N-S-I-S. <laughs> not pleasant to just even like try to read <laughs> and yeah again i had to go you know scouring the internet like how the heck do you pronounce this it is in fact chilicianensis um if you're not chinese it's quite a mouthful to say of course us americans are dumb with language <laughs> i mean yeah i mean okay so i have to be honest about this dinosaur i literally like apparently you did i didn't realize that you did too um, that that's why you had it phonetically like written out in the script too. Right. But I had to have a phonetic spelling of the name so I didn't mess it up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shuan Hanasaurus Tulishianensis. But, anyway, I yeah. Get good nerd points for that. And then watch as I'm still butchering it somehow. I mean, it happens. I mean... It... You have to understand that some things going from a certain language to another, you're always going to at least have, like, an accent in your Oh, yeah, there. exactly. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're you're trying and you're doing your research. I think you're, like, I, I'm trying. I am doing my research. Cool. So, so I, yeah. At least, I'm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you, I like how you say here that, like, you're Romanian. You're nothing but triers. <laughs> yeah. Well, so with Matt commenting that, you know, Americans are just dumb and don't, you know, actually put any effort into it. Um, yes, I am an American citizen. I have to comment here. Please don't deport me, Mr. President. <laughs> um, I am here legally, but I was born abroad, and um, I have to kind of buck that stereotype because I do feel like, you know, Romanians, yes. we are nothing if not triers. Yes. Yes, indeed. We are. <laughs> I mean, it was one of your kind that tried so hard to be immortal who became a vampire, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what they say. But I, th- I think that was written by a British guy, so... Ah, okay. Well, I guess yeah. that doesn't count. But... Yeah. But, uh, okay. So, alright. Let me have a go at this guy. Yes. Uh, Sean Hanosaurus. How'd it go? How'd I do, Donald? Uh, I th- I see, I've heard conflicting reports if it's Sean Hanosaurus or Shuan Hanosaurus. Shuan. I feel like Shuhan. Shuhan Hanosaurus. Shuhan Hanosaurus. Shuhan, but it's like kind of blended together, like Shuhan Hanosaurus. Shuhan Hanosaurus. But not Sean Hanosaurus. Not like uh, not like the name song. I pronounced it Sean Hanosaurus earlier. I noticed, so that's so I butchered it too sometimes. But it's, I think it's Shuhan Hanosaurus. Okay, very good, very good. Want to right. go with the last name, <laughs> the species name? Nope, nope. <laughs> I, I'm not worthy. I'm not ready. <laughs> Shuan Hanasaurus Tunisianensis. I saw that word and I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, um, Shuan Han, of course, is named after the Shuan Han County, located in the Sichuan province in middle China. And its species name comes from the town of Chilishia, which oddly is not in the Sichuan province, but in the Shanxi province further east. Where's the consistency? Like, why is one named after one part of China while the other one's named after another part of China? Wouldn't you just, like, go with the city and county or whatever? I'm not sure what the you know, of the place where the dinosaur was found? I mean, that just seems yeah. logical. Well, the, the, uh, I looked it up. The, uh, the site it was found was in the Shuanhan County in the Sichuan province, but the town of Chilishia is, like, further east. Why? I don't know. It's like naming a dinosaur Denver source Chicago Dawn. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't uh, okay. There must <laughs> and I'm be sure something. there's some reason. There's got to be something there. Some I'm longer. sure there's something we're we missing. Maybe, we the, maybe the paleontologist who found it was from as from Shulishia or something. There you go. We'll go with that. There's uh, some logic. But, like, yeah, we're probably butchering all these Chinese. See, I'm just basing this off of, like, oh, what I know. Like, I don't know. I'm doing what I can. You're trying. <laughs> I'm an English major, not a Chinese major. I mean, we, I've, I don't speak a lot of Chinese. I guess we could have maybe tried to ask Jake, but I feel like that would be really pushing it too far in terms of Does he know some Chinese? We, we, he used what to work, doesn't he know? Yeah, he just knows everything. Because he worked at a Chinese restaurant with a bunch of guys from China. Oh, I didn't know that. So he actually knows a surprising amount of Chinese. Oh, wow. So I should have brought him along. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Schwanhanosaurus was first discovered, it was theorized that due to its powerful and rather lengthy forelimbs for a theropod dinosaur... This was no T-Rex or Carnotaurus, you know, with the little puny ones. Oh, yep. Um, as well as a retention of the fourth metacarpal in the hand, perhaps it walked on all four legs. That was the theory about it. But if that was true, it would be the only known four-legged meat-eating dinosaur. All of them are two-legged, except for this one, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but probably not. But There's a lot of maybes with this guy. Yeah, and most people are actually assuming not, because <laughs> uh, these strong arms would have been used to grab prey, it was the thinking. And... Good. Also, uh, studies have shown that no theropod dinosaurs has pronated hands, which are basically required for four-legged mo- no- locomotion. Now, what does pronated mean, you might ask? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, well, it's when the hands are facing the ground, like kangaroo hands. Okay. Know, like this, or like, that. that's pronated. Pretty much every movie dinosaur you see has pronated hands. Gotcha. Like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park, you can see they have pronated hands. Okay, okay. Uh... But we now know the dinosaur hands were instead held facing each other, like they're about to clap. Like, kind of like, you know, like this with their little claws out like this. You, you listeners can't see, but I'm holding my claws out. He is, I can attest. We yes. both are. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're wrapping your arms around a, around a fortune, a crystal ball. I will, yeah. Yes. I was thinking beach ball. Or a beach ball. Okay, I guess we'd go less mystical, yeah. sure. <laughs> we got different <laughs> places our brain goes. That's okay. Uh... But to the relief of paleontologists everywhere, uh, the Jurassic Park franchise finally got this right by um, when they released this in the recently released short film Battle of Big Rock. I don't know if you saw this. It's like I a six-minute no. short film bridging the gap between Jurassic World 2 and the upcoming third installment. Oh, nice. Uh, and it features an allosaurus with accurate, non-pronated hands. Oh. Yay! That's the things we dinosaur nerds get excited about. <laughs> They're just hands, I know. <laughs> the little things. Haha, ha, that's a, like, a T-Rex joke. Though. Oh, yes. You yeah. know, t- everyone gets on a T-Rex having little arms. And you, you, people need to learn about Carnotaurus. Those arms are so much smaller than even T-Rexes. Hmm. 
And also, unlike T-Rexes, they were completely useless. Like, they think they would atrophy in a couple million years if they kept evolving. Interesting. So they would just disappear altogether. Yeah, at least T-Rex's arms, they, they were really strong. We, we can figure out the muscle in them. They could, they could each lift 500 pounds. Dang. Which we think they often use. I, I like to think they used it to, when they're biting on prey, to, as a further thing to grip on. Yeah. With their... So at least they did something. There you go. Huh. They, well, they should have a use, otherwise they're just going to go away. Right, there exactly. Anyways, Schwanhannosaurus so, uh, is pretty cool. So that <laughs> it is pretty cool. I do feel like I have to point out, though, at this point, the juxtaposition between the length of the name and the amount of bones that have been discovered so far. Yeah. Um, yes. So, is it true in your research, too, that there was only one specimen that's been discovered so yeah, far? Yeah, a lot of dinosaurs we only know from one specimen. Incomplete specimen. What? Yeah, like, like so many mind. of them. I had there's, no idea. There are so many of them we only have like one bone from, too. Okay, and that only is like, excuse the dad joke here, but a bare bone skeleton that's been found? <laughs> Good one. Um, I mean, it sounds like, okay, so from the research I did... No, well, thank were... you. I'm glad you went above and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I Google things. <laughs> I feel like that t-shirt, I know things and drink beer. It's like, I Google things and drink beer. That's me. Yay, you're a true teacher. That's how you got your license. But it sounds like only eight bones maybe have identified, give yep. or take. Yep. Which is so minimal, right? Well, um, you know, that's how a lot of dinosaurs are. A lot of a lot of parts of the skeleton don't fossilize, like, or they just, they don't get preserved. It's very rare to find complete skeletons. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we get huh. really lucky and get a, and sometimes we get a, like there are some like the dinosaur coelophysis we have hundreds of complete skeletons of it wow. so it is I guess like as a non like super educated dinosaur person I mm-hmm. think I just assumed that we just like were finding all this cool stuff but it makes sense that it's more mysterious and yeah. we're finding sometimes less than people think you know a lot of the bones in museums are fake like well, that makes they, sense. They, they 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 keep the bone. They have real bones in it, and they also keep a lot of them in storage, just so they can study them. Yeah. In the back, but a lot of the bones on display are just are just casts to yeah. make it look like a complete skeleton. And they show, and it's not like a conspiracy or anything. They they say that's what it is. Like they're not trying to trick people. Oh, that's pretty cool, though. Why well, just? I mean, just from like an insurance standpoint, that's seems yeah. like a good idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to get like super adult on you, but. Uh, when we compare, like, the length of the name to the amount of bones we found, we've got an additional, like, six letters beyond the actual number of bones that we found. I don't some, know if that even makes sense. Some, I know it goes to me, but some dinosaurs have really long names. Like, the, the dinosaur Micropachycephalosaurus is a name that's longer in letters than the dinosaur is in inches, so... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we got that joke to go off of, too. <laughs> but, I mean, it seems like... Not much is known about this creature, which now that we're a lot of times it makes sense. Yeah, a lot of times when you don't know a lot about the creature, you have to learn a little bit about it. Like, oh, it's in this family. Like how I said, this is in the same family as my as my favorite dinosaur, Sinoraptor. Sinoraptor, we do have some near complete skeletons of. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can be like, okay, it looks like that it's a little bit smaller in proportion. If the proportions are the same, it should be this long. Uh, it doesn't look like, we can also even tell, the, usually we can tell the age of bones too, so we're like, okay, this isn't a juvenile, or maybe, oh, sometimes you can't, oh, I don't know. But is this like scientists, like, like future alien people that after we all destroy the earth, aliens come and find us, you know, millions of years from now, and they're like comparing us to like apes? Like, yeah, is that's this... what they do. Okay. That's what okay. they do. They probably have no idea that we <laughs> had a civilization as powerful as we did, unless our stuff 
stage, which it wouldn't for long, so. But is that what the scientists are doing by, like, comparing these different types of dinosaurs in the same category? Like, yeah. how far off that's are that's, a, that's a, a, all you can do at that point. And that's why dinosaur research changes all the time, though, too, when okay. you find more stuff. Well, I mean, I, I am excited, though. I can't wait to hear what the scientists make of it when they find another specimen. Maybe it'll be more complete. I mean, we all have a lot to learn, but they have a lot to learn. Because <laughs> um, I can't imagine what they could actually glean from, like, eight bones. That seems like a lot of guessing. Yeah, that's a lot of guessing. Yeah. There's some bone. Uh, there was one dinosaur named Truodon that we only had the tooth of. What? <laughs> Just one what? tooth. It's a tooth. <laughs> we know it's not anything we've ever found before, but here is the tooth. Yeah, but it to- the tooth is very similar to another dinosaur, Stinini- Stinini- I always have problems with the Stinniachiosaurus or something, Stinonychosaurus, and that, and so we have a complete skeleton of that one, so we're like, okay, well, it's probably looking a lot like this. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, but, like, to talk about those eight bones, I looked up, I looked it up, I mean, we do not even have a skull. A skull. Nope. Okay, we don't have a skull. Nope. So pretty much the coolest thing about the dinosaur is the name. That's a, a reoccurring <laughs> element of this show. <laughs> So I did an episode about a, a dolphin called Ninja Delphus. It yeah. just means Ninja Dolphin. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but we know like nothing about it. There's like how many the... bones did they find? Actually, they have uh, quite a few bones. They have like the <laughs> skull, but like there's just no one knows anything about. Like no one, I couldn't find any information on it. Like it barely even had a Wikipedia article. Wow. Okay. So, which is an outrage, I say. It's Ninja Dolphin. It should be. There should be a Saturday morning cartoon series about it. Something. Like, come on, give us something. So, but, I mean, I'm not even sure, like, what exactly to comment on with this dinosaur. Oh, I think you've done some good comments and you've asked some good questions. So. so. But we're now at everyone's favorite part of the show, maybe, I don't know, where we, com- where we um, rate the animal 1 out of 65 million. There you go. All right. Uh, so, I'm not feeling too hopeful about the rating for this one, but... There really isn't anybody to blame for that. I mean, the paleontologist who discovered it can't be blamed for millions right. of years that made digging up complete specimens more difficult. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, okay. I think most of the coolness of that is the name. Like, so I'm, the name alone is probably worth at least twenty million. So, but beyond that, I mean, it's still it's it's decently sized there. It's not like a T Rex sized, but like fifteen feet long. Like that's. I wouldn't want to mess with that. No, that's true. It still probably could look us in the eye. I mean, it's got something going for it in terms of size. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like, again, it's not like a T-Rex size, but it's, I mean, that might even be scarier to us because we're so small to T-Rex that we might not be worth the trouble to eat. But for something that size, closer to us... I feel like they might mess with us. Yeah, they might be like, yeah, we can eat this one. Right. <laughs> they give us plenty like, of look meat. look at that. Yeah, especially especially me, I've got a lot of meat here. <laughs> they might also, like, see us as, like, a competition. Like, I guess oh, look at that guy, like... He's hunting down stuff too. I better like take him out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So in in this hypothetical world where we exist together, with with the Schwannosaurus, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it like thirty million, maybe thirty, thirty-two million. Half the rating, so five out of ten. Okay. Sorry, that was my little buddy playing with her ball. (laughs) Um, So I've got to uh, ask a question before I have to give my rating. Yes. How many bones are there usually, like total, of a dinosaur of this type? Uh, Hundreds. Okay, so considering I'm gonna do my rating based on how many bones they have. Uh, so so once a... once they're 
they find more bones, uh, my rating will go up. Okay, I'm going to give it eight bones out of 65 million years. Eight out of 65 million. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't think I'm as thrilled by the name as you are. <laughs> Take that, Shuana Anasaurus. That's the lowest score on the show, except for that one time where I rated Arthropleura, the big millipede, a two. <laughs> oh, yeah, just because that's super creepy. Who likes that? Yeah. All right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattd at matthewdonnacreator.com I can relay questions to any of the co-hosts um, uh, if you want to if you're interested in writing I have another uh, podcast called The Rit Wit where two twits talk about writing you've been on quite a few episodes I have yeah yes so that's pretty cool um, and if you're interested in reading I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle ding no yes ding uh, I do not remember if I put a Shulan Hanasaurus in it if it would if I did it would be just a background character oh there you go like like when I'm listing like a list of like there's like a crowd and I'm like talking about like here's some species go over here some species go over here like I remember one part in the second book there's a whole robot army of robotic dinosaurs from another time and they're all Jurassic dinosaurs and since this is Jurassic I, I could I could have been like like a squadron of Shulan Hanasaurus did this while another group of this dinosaur did this and I, I don't remember I don't remember my own books well. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a common thing with, like, authors, though. Like, we get it down, and then, you know. I remember reading uh, one of the uh, battle scenes, and I saw, I was like, wait a minute, I put, a Luso Titan did that? Like, what's a Luso Titan? How did I know that? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's it for this week. Uh, and I have to say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, okay, what creep noise would this thing make? Just a, I mean, some kind of, like, terrifying screech, I would imagine. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.